Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to Journey into Oneness. I am your host, Darlene Soa, coming to you from very nervous uh, mountains of western North Carolina. Right now, everyone in this area, just south of Asheville, is preparing for the arrival of gusts of rain and wind as a result of Hurricane Florence. And both wind and rain are cleansing and clearing and purifying. And as we prepare in our little area, which is not expected to get the full brunt of this cleansing storm, our prayers go out to all those directly in the path, including the people and the animals and the trees. One of the things that Florence has done for sure is it, it's bringing people together as they prepare for this threat that they all have in common. That's one of uh, the many gifts of this hurricane, bringing people together. And we know that on a very deep level that this is a cleansing process and we surrender to that process. But let our prayers continue for all those that are affected. So let's begin with a little meditation to center ourselves in the love that is always present, even in the midst of a strong and destructive I'm going to play a short song that I just heard yesterday and felt it was so appropriate for this show today. So right now, close your eyes, get settled in a comfortable position, and take a few deep cleansing breaths. And with each breath, just Feel the love that comes into your body and feel yourselves embrace the love and let go of any stress. So just continue to take some deep cleansing breaths, focused on love, releasing all stress. And feel your legs reach down into the earth, anchored on a golden crystal platform, oh, maybe about four or six feet into the earth. This is your soul platform. It connects you solidly with your soul level. And once anchored onto this platform, send the light deep down into the heart of Mother Earth with gratitude and appreciation and feel that deep connection. Now see that light coming up from the earth into the heart of you and out into the heavens. So at this time, you are the bridge between heaven and earth. You are the point of light centered in love bringing heaven and earth together. And just relax into that feeling. Knowing that it is the love that you are that is uniting all, merging heaven and earth. And 
feel the comfort and the joy in that feeling. Take a few deep breaths and bring yourself back to the here and now. Hmm. Do you feel much more relaxed? I know I do. There was a selection from um, the album Beautiful Brokenness by Stowgood. Beautiful Brokenness. And the name of that selection was, of course, Peace is All I Know. I thought that was so appropriate for today since we're focusing on the peace and the love that is always present. Even now as we're awaiting the uh, effects of this tremendous storm that's coming our way, peace is still there. Peace is in every part of that storm, on every section of the path. Even amongst all this change and all the chaos, there's always a stream of peace and love flowing, shaping our world, offering us this comforting peace and the message that all is well. And it's all a part of this enormous transformation that's occurring on the planet right now. The energies of this past summer were so intense 
with monumental change occurring on so many levels. Yet beneath it all, this river of love was always flowing. It was always there, giving us the opportunity to clear and reshape our lives. Sometimes it was a a little subtle, and sometimes it was quite obvious. One lesson for me happened this past summer at one of my favorite little waterfalls. And the title of this is Maggie and the Mouse. Maggie is a golden retriever, a a three-and-a-half-year-old golden retriever that my husband and I had adopted uh, sometime around mid-May. And she had come from a small farm in western part of Tennessee uh, where the town was so tiny, I don't even think they had one traffic light. So she was used to this very quiet atmosphere and hardly ever left the grounds. Uh, Her mom, I think, was a nurse who would give her any vaccinations that she needed. So she um, rarely saw a car. Uh, They had told me that uh, uh, maybe one or two cars would pass by their road a day. So we had this this beautiful spirit in the form of a a a three-and-a-half-year-old golden retriever that we bring to the big city uh, of about 13,000 people in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and introduce her to the woods. And it was almost if she was asleep and all of a sudden woke up to what life was all about. When she first discovered the woods, she could not get enough of it. And she would scamper and she would go off trail and she would just delight in every flower and every tree and uh, was such a joy to watch. And one of our favorite paths was on, um, led to a little waterfall. It was uh, almost a mile long. And she would love to scamper in the waterfall and uh, enjoy uh, the spray from the water. At this one particular day, she comes toward me and it looked as if she had a piece of bark in her mouth. And not wanting her to eat it, I I, uh, started to pull it out, and I noticed that it was not bark. It had a soft, furry feeling to it. And it shocked me so much that I I squealed a little bit, and my hand reflexively threw this item, which was a dead mouse, into the stream. And Maggie went back, you know, and because this was her gift to me. She was so excited. And she went back trying to get the mouse. And I was afraid that she was going to start eating it. Uh, and so I pulled her away and said, we have to leave the waterfall now. Uh, I didn't want her to uh, get any infection from the mouse. Or, uh, so I had put her on the leash. Usually when we're around the waterfall, she's always off the leash. We go very early in the morning where no one else is there. And so I put her on the leash and we walked home. And and as we're walking uh, on the path, I'm thinking, uh, I I responded in fear. That was my first reaction. I responded in in fear. And I didn't realize at the moment that this was a gift to me. And as a response for that, by me just shrieking uh, because it was something I did not anticipate, I had missed out on the beauty and the joy and the wonder of playing in the waterfall that morning. And so it's interesting (laughs) that a lot of times fear is what keeps us from love and joy. And fear is only a messenger that tells us that um, all systems, body, mind, spirit, are not aligned. It is uh, a way that it tells us that we need to make some change. And at that particular point, I I wasn't embracing all the beauty that Maggie was giving me or that the woods were giving me. 
I went into a state of fear. So one of the things that we need to do is pay attention on how we feel and what is before us. Because I'll tell you, the energies of September are very different from the summer. It's almost as if the energies during July and August, those uh, eclipses and the 8-8 Stargate were very intense, very, very cleansing. And these energies now in September are more like a, a, a gentle, comforting, warm blanket on a cold winter night. This is what's been uh, uh, appearing recently uh, for me, including uh, the hikes that I lead. Of um, the last three hikes, two of them that I've led in the woods, a snake has appeared. And both times, uh, these little creatures were just off to the side of our path and were really quite small. And a number of people uh, that were uh, hiking with us were uh, quite alarmed with that and a little nervous about the fact that they were going into the woods and they knew a snake was around. But I, I told them that snake basically represents the energy of rebirth and resurrection. And any time that a snake shows up, you can expect death and rebirth to occur in some area of your life. So this sighting was actually a good thing. And they relaxed more into that, knowing that. Uh, snake energy can also reflect that um, our own creative forces are awakening. They're a huge symbol of change and healing and so reflect the energy of transformation at this time. In one of my animal speak books, it's, it states that when snake appears in your life, you can look for a rebirth into new powers of creativity and wisdom. And this really seems to uh, speak to what's happening right now. We have the power to make so many changes and to clear so many destructive patterns that have been anchored into ourselves. If we are just aware and remember that absolutely everything is coming up to be cleared, to be transmuted into love. One day uh, during this past summer, I was having a number of challenges that were all falling on the same day. It began with my uh, morning walk around the area where I live. There's a, a dirt road that leads up to the mountain, and along that dirt road, it, it crisscrosses a number of little cascading waterfalls. And just like when I go deep into the woods, when I go around in my neighborhood, I go very early so that I can uh, let Maggie really enjoy the area and be off leash. And if I see anyone on the path, I make sure that I call her back and uh, put a leash on her. Well, it was a little too late when uh, this one couple started coming. I uh, couldn't get a hold of her. She wanted to greet them first, and so she ran up to them, not jumping on them, just ran into their vicinity and then ran back to me. And when she ran back to me, I held on to her. And the gentleman of the couple just looked at me so sternly and said, you know that your dog must be on a leash at all times. And I was really struck by the sternness of him. Before we encountered him, this is I was so engrossed in the beauty of this morning, early morning where the, the sun rays were through the trees and so many wildflowers out. And the first thing that struck me was how sad it was that he didn't seem to notice that. He was very, very stern, and I could feel his sadness. Then a few hours later, I was at the library and one of the things I love about the library is uh, using one of their study rooms that you can reserve. And I reserved it for three hours, um, lost track of time, was so engrossed in doing something. And after three hours, I heard a knock on the door. 
the librarian saying, excuse me, but you're supposed to be out of here. You know, we have this reserved to someone else. Uh, totally embarrassed. <laughs> I gathered up all my stuff and uh, left uh, so that the other room uh, person can occupy the room. Then the third event that day. So the first time I felt really sad about the encounter, you know, with the, the gentleman. Then I felt really embarrassed about um, overstaying uh, my reservation at the library. And then I had trouble with uh, my credit card company. And all three of these uh, the, brought up anger and guilt and sadness that were individually, that were still anchored in my body. And what I noticed when I really analyzed all three is they were still a part of me. There was anger at, at the credit card company for screwing up and uh, denying a charge, which was legitimate. Uh, there was guilt for staying too long in the library. And there was a really deep sadness from the gentleman that couldn't appreciate uh, the beauty that was around us. And it was anchored so much that it took me away from the love of the moment. So what that had told me, and this is the thing right here, is that I, I, I needed to address this within my body. And you know what's interesting is it's been said that when you have a dream, that every person in that dream is really some aspect of you. And the interesting thing further from that is that right now we are all in a waking dream. So whatever happens ever we encounter during our daily life, if it brings up a strong emotion, it is actually revealing to us that there is something within us that needs to be loved. So we can go back to that frightened or angry or hurt little child that still lives within us and just send them compassion and love. Just let them know that we understand they are hurting and send them compassion and love. That's what transmutation is. That's what loving life free is. Taking something like the, uh, the fright, the fear, the anger, the hurt, and loving it free. Not approaching it with, oh, you will understand one day, or now I understand why this happens. Understanding is not going to transmute that feeling. That feeling, that little child within you just needs to know that it is loved. That someone understands their pain, not the reason for it. And that was a huge, huge, huge lesson for me. That love is such a beautiful, transformative power. And that it really is all around us every second of the day but we're just not used to calling it in. We're just not used to feeling it around us. We're used to the circumstances defining what is before us. And it's not always a part of what we see in the outer eyes, but it's always with us all the time. I've heard it said that at this particular time of global transformation, we, meaning the entire earth, have attracted light beings from all over the universe and beyond. That they've all come here to offer their love and support to help us in this monumental work that we're doing here, transforming everything into love. And I guess I needed to be reminded that this love is always around me and uh, needed on some level, I must have needed uh, the proof that it's always there. Because one day 
on the same little path uh, leads to a waterfall in the woods that Maggie and I have gone on dozens of times, and I've taken dozens of pictures. When I got home one day, I noticed that there were dozens and dozens of orbs in the picture, over a 100 total, amazingly beautiful spirit beings in various sizes and colors. And it truly warmed my heart, and, and I felt a tremendous amount of gratitude and appreciation and love for their presence. I've gone back there so many times and oh, now have over 150 pictures of these uh, loving presences. And every time I have a, a new picture, I'm just filled with this love and gratitude. And now I'm learning how to communicate with them. And sometimes they make me laugh. I remember one day wanting to capture all the different types of orbs. Uh, because some of them will seem like they are just uh, crystal clear. Some of them are brighter than others. Some of them have a uh, pink uh, or a blue ribbon through them, uh, uh, just a swirling color. Some are clear. Uh, they're all um, a little different. And so I remember thinking, well, I'd like to capture all of these. So before I was taking a picture once, I said in my mind, all right, you guys, this is a family photo. So all those who want to be part of this picture, please appear. And I took the picture and got home and had to laugh because it, it had the most variety of orbs I had ever seen. So not only do I have a uh, proof that these light beings from other dimensions and other parts of the universe are here. They do pay attention to us. They listen to us. And they respond to what is in our heart. Many, many beings and dimensions of light are here working with us. All we have to do is tap into our heart to feel their presence. This is a gift from the universe. And the universe is always, always giving us gifts. We just need to be aware. A few days ago when I was listening to a uh, spiritual webcast while I was sitting on my deck, all of a sudden it's raining acorns. Here in western North Carolina, the trees are so very, very tall, seemingly almost touching the heavens. And one of the trees bordering our deck is an oak tree with its leaves forming a canopy that covers most of our deck. So although the air where I was sitting was calm as I was listening to the webcast, there must have been strong winds high above me because literally tons of acorns started dropping from above. And while some people may think, of uh, these acorns as a nuisance, they actually hold a lot of positive symbolism. The acorn as seed is a symbol of growth and unlimited potential. In its dormant state, it reminds us that we too need periods of rest and periods of growth. We too must understand the importance of living within the seasons with grace and harmony flowing from one season to the next and embracing it all. The acorn also teaches us about our own potential, how one acorn can actually grow into a massive oak tree and seed a whole forest. And we have that potential within us too. Tree is only partially seen. The massive root system is as tall and wide as the tree itself. And that teaches us that there is much more to living and much more to our spiritual experience than what we can see. Just like the roots of the tree, you know, we can't see the influence of the love that is always around us. 
but it is there. And if we pay attention and look for it, we can always feel it and see its influence. Both the oak tree and the acorn, in one sense, symbolize creation itself. With the tree being taller than most trees around it, it's a symbol of prosperity and power. And what a gift and what a strong message of our power right now to create the world we want to see. It's truly unlimited. And it is more important now than ever that this is what we focus on, on the creation of what we want to see. So when we have storms coming our way, when there is so much negativity around us, how do we focus on the fact that love is the only true reality? Well, one of the things that is becoming more and more important in my mind's eye is to stop listening to 3D news to the network news on TV. It is so disempowering and comes from a perspective of doom and gloom. By its very nature, when you think about it, it is looking only at the physical of what's happening right now in the world and not taking into consideration the fact that there is also a spiritual force behind it all. So it will tell us that certain problems are inevitable and that certain problems cannot be solved. But think about it. We can't limit divine source. There isn't anything in our world right now that can't instantly be turned around. When you look at the larger perspective, you see an entirely different state of affairs. You don't see the destruction as much as you see the cleansing. Some people say that, well, I need to know what's going on in the world, or the news gives me my prayer list. Well, there are other options than the network news, um, and some of them include public radio, uh, The Guardian. Uh, these are all... Um, the Guardian and the Huffington Post or Democracy Now! It's something that you can get uh, on the Internet. And it is up-to-date news from a different perspective. So stop listening to the 3D news is one way of remaining centered in peace. Another day is that... It is so important now to begin each day and end each day with prayer and with the consciousness of what you want to experience in the world, especially before you go to sleep at night. Uh, In just a few minutes of focusing on the love and your intention of what you want to see will program your sleep so that it is much more productive as far as bringing more love into the world. One of the things, uh, another thing that's really important right now is to follow the energy rather than following the mind. Tune into what you feel. And I've got an absolutely beautiful story to tell you about a dear friend of mine who made major, major changes during this past summer, even though there was so much chaos going around. My friend Robin uh, and I had met about um, 15 years ago and spent uh, approximately four years going through certification in one healing modality. And somewhere around 2001, I lost track of her, each going our separate ways. And then in May, received a request from her through LinkedIn to connect. And I was so happy, you know, to see that request. So uh, wanting to know what was the latest with her, uh, I said, let's connect on the phone. 
And uh, we did that a few weeks later. And Robin had said, uh, it was so interesting. She says, you know, I'm in a job. Well, I was in the job that I absolutely despised. And it was very toxic. And I didn't know why I was there. So I kept, uh, I prayed one night very fervently to the universe. If I'm supposed to be here, please let me know. And I will be the light, you know, in this toxic environment. If not, I need to know immediately. Well, the interesting thing happened is she went to work the next day and she got fired. And while she knew, and she was telling me that this just happened a few days before a conversation, she says, I know I brought it on myself. I know I asked for it, but it was still a shock that it happened instantly. So I said, well, you know, since you you don't have a job, I said, come down here for a few days and visit me. I'm in North Carolina now. Uh, we when we met, we were both in Michigan. So she thought that was a great idea. Uh, within a week, she was down here to visit uh, in North Carolina, fell in love with the woods, just felt this huge, huge calling to be here and said, I've got to move here. Now, this is in mid-May, the first time that she came down here. By the beginning of June, she had packed up everything, uh, said goodbye to her family and friends, did not know anyone in North Carolina over here except for me, and moved down here. And within a couple months, she had found a roommate in an apartment. Uh, she found a full-time job. And she is completely settled now within three months. She is in a new job in a new location that she loves with a new friend that she is living with. And this was not even on her radar in the beginning of May. So by September 1, she has a completely different lifestyle. And one of the things that she said that helped her is she is single. Uh, so she had to do all the moving, all the arranging, all the driving of the truck down by herself. But she would just center herself and meditate and relax and ask for guidance. It was so uh, frightening to her. You know, it was um, scary uh, because when she was just moving down, she had no idea if she would get a job right away or no idea of uh, what kind of a living quarters uh, she would have. But she knew in her heart that that firing from the job immediately when she asked for it was a message that she needed to make a big move right now. And she followed her heart. She listened to the energy. She didn't listen to, oh, the prices are escalating there, or, uh, oh, you may not be able to um, find a job or, the, or connect with the people that you uh, are like-minded with. She just followed the energy and trusted. And she wakes every morning, she wakes up every morning now just in bliss, just so happy that she had followed the energy. So that's one of the things right now to be focused on. Follow the energy rather than the mind. The mind will tell you it's impossible. But with love, nothing is impossible. And love is so very, very present right now. The other thing that is so important to be connected to love and to experience its flow is to do something every single day that brings you joy. And this is really interesting. So many of us are just on automatic. We feel that We've got so many responsibilities from work, from the family, from our community, that we don't have time for joy. It's kind of a fluffy thing to go out and play. You know, that's for kids. But for us, we have the responsibility right now, especially with how stressful the world is. But joy is what will bring you 
back to center, back to that love. And it could be something as humming while you're cooking dinner. Just that thought just puts a smile on my face because I remember decades ago watching uh, sitcoms on TV where the woman would be humming while she was making dinner. And I don't know if that ever happens anymore. But it is so fun just to even think about that. You know, humming while you're making dinner. You know, humming while you're doing the wash. You know, uh, dancing, you know, while you're doing uh, the cleaning. Adding joy even to your mundane, regular activities. It changes the vibration and helps you to be centered in your heart and not caught up in all the anxiety that is floating around nowadays. And it, it, it really is kind of fun. I mean, there are so many ways you can do that. You can even go out, and uh, the thought that just popped into my mind is uh, buy a hula hoop and be a closet hula hooper. Uh, and just to get you in touch, you know, with your childlike, uh, joyous self. It is really fun to experiment and see what, what really puts a smile on your face. And it's something you can do every day. And by doing that, you are actively participating in creating a new reality. Other thing that you can do that's very important, and it's kind of connected to the, the hooper bit, is connect to your body. Nowadays, we just feel like we're a machine that has all of these responsibilities to do, and we don't connect to what the body feels like. And there's an incredible amount of recalibration and restructuring that's going on right now in the body. The whole body to the core, to our um, cellular level and molecular level is changing to embrace the new light. So it's important that we connect to our body. There's a, a this um, transformation that's going on is not just the transformation of the earth. The whole universe is transforming. But we decided, we opted to experience this transformation from a human perspective, from the body. And we chose that for a very, very specific purpose. So it's important that we recognize the body and its role in this transformation time. It has a lot of information to tell, uh, to share with us. So connect to your body and actually feel what it's like being in it at this time of transformation. There's uh, so many ways that we can feel the love by connecting through our body, by being grateful for all that it is showing us and giving us at any particular time. So remember that you do have a body and it has a very purpose, very, very um, important purpose at this time. The final thing that I want to uh, talk about is, is to approach each day with the, um, the feeling of uh, rediscovering it anew, as if you were seeing it through the eyes of a child. And looking at that, always looking for the new, will help you to recognize the magic of the world, the magic that is around you all the time. There was a, an interesting little poem that I, a poem or a prose that I came across when I was listening to some Tom Kenyon music. And Tom Kenyon is a phenomenal artist that works with the Hathers. Uh, after I had listened to one of his uh, pieces, 
this came on under under his heading, and it's all about magic. It goes, when I was a child, the world was so beautiful and wild, and magic filled the skies. I understood that we held magic in our hands. When life seems too much, we hold a power in our touch. Magic fills the skies and wonder fills my eyes. And when we face the night, let us share our light. Magic. And when we adopt this innocent view of a child and look for the magic in all around us, it is so easy to see the flow of love that is always working and that is always transforming. And then we're at awe at how wonderful things happened and release our expectations and release our fear. This is another quote that I wanted to share. Uh, And it's from Leonard Peltier. And it goes like this. Let who you are ring out and resonate in every word and deed. Yes, become who you are. There is no sidestepping your own being or your own responsibility. What you do is who you are. You are the message. Isn't that beautiful? It points to the fact that right now during this time of transition that we are pure love. And it is so important for us be that love. I think... um, It's been said that people will uh, forget a lot of what you say and a lot of what you do, but they will always remember of how you made them feel. And that's where your love comes in. That's the primary thing right now is to be that love. It's at the center of every single cell and it is waiting to burst forth and multiply just like the acorn growing into uh, an oak tree in a forest. The love within us is waiting to spread across this whole world. So be who you really are, pure, pure love. And just a few more things that um, I want to uh, share with you. This is from a documentary of Ido Portel, and that's spelled I-D-O, Ido, and Portel is P-O-R-T-A-L. He's an amazing gentleman um, from Israel that works with movement. And they've done a documentary on uh, how the movement really gets a person in touch with their body. In the beginning of this documentary, it's got some uh, pretty profound statements. It starts off by saying, and see if you can ever relate to any of this, I have all the info, but I can't find the truth. I have more friends than ever, but really don't feel connected. The more I see pleasure, the less I find happiness. I don't remember the last time I played. I don't remember the last time I felt human. And this speaks to the fact that we really have become disembodied and 
have been trained by the outside world to be more like machines and not think and feel who we are. The energies right now are really, really supporting us in doing the opposite, in leaving this mindset behind and embracing your heart and your body and feeling your way through this transitional time, feeling your way with love. It, uh, in, in this documentary, it also, some uh, last tips, states, absorb what is useful, disregard what is useless, and add what is uniquely yours. Rediscover who you are and what you want the next years of your life to be. Because anything, absolutely anything you can dream of right now is possible. We have the energies so present with us and they're so, so loving. Take the time to open your heart to them and feel feel what is present right now and helping us through this challenging time. I am so very, very grateful that you tuned in today. So very honored by your presence. And as always, I'm interested in your feedback, you know, in your comments, and any suggestions you have. So you can contact me at darstar1 at sbcglobal.net. That's D-A-R-S-T-A-R, the number one, at sbcglobal.net or at 828-273-5567. It's 828-273-5567. I hope you really enjoyed uh, today's broadcast. Thank you so much for listening and for bringing your love and your beautiful energy right here, right now. May you always walk centered in peace, knowing that the power of the universe is in your hands. And may you always see the beauty that is within and around you. Much love. Namaste.